Shall we move on? I believe so. Right. So, um, Pause for breath. Pause for breath. I know, bloody hell. Pause for something. I need a whiskey or something. Um, I haven't got any extra stuff here, so... We'll just prattle on, because it is the very end of the series. We need to wrap things up. We do. So, um, I'm trying to think of something to say at the start that's a bit different or something that we could say. Um, Hmm. Have you got anything we could say? Well, it doesn't matter, because it is the final episode, so it should be thrilling! Thrilling, I say. The thrilling final episode. I'm trying to get some energy from somewhere. Okay. Deciding that a podcast looking into the science fiction serials that featured in cinemas in the 1930s and beyond was long overdue, Andy and Martin set about rectifying this omission. Having completed the 1936 13-part serial entitled Flash Gordon, made by Universal Pictures and based upon the cartoon strip of the same name created by Alex Raymond, they have decided to continue their running commentary series with Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars from 1938, once again covering all 15 chapters, episode by episode, until the entire story is covered. Naturally, once these are done, Flash Gordon Conquers the Universe will be along before you know it, before they turn their attention onto other serials made in the same era. Hello and welcome to Space Soldiers, a commentary podcast with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars, Chapter 15, An Eye for an Eye. Hello and welcome back to Space Soldiers. Space <laughs> 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 I'm used to you though, hey! me, me, in the background. Oh, yeah. a, a Flash Gordon commentary podcast with me, Andy. And me, Martin. Hello. The very last Hello. one. The last one of Flash Gordon's trip to Mars. We've made it Aye. to chapter 15. So we're 28 Aye, episodes Aye. into this podcast. Gosh. Lord. Really? We're still here. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed our trip through 1938's classic movie serial Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars. We have reached the final chapter and it is called An Eye for an Eye, which tooth, sounds... Yes, it sounds like someone's going to have some sort of comeuppance. Mm. And, yeah, well, it's who's been... Who's your money on at this stage? <sighs> um, I mean, basically, as far as uh, Dale's concerned, Flash is dead. Yes. Azora's dead. Yeah. Uh, Happy seems to have vanished. <laughs> <laughs> yes, due to lack uh, of interest. Baron still yeah. adjusting his nuts from that heavy fall he had out of the spaceship uh, yeah. last week. So basically, um, I think I think we're looking at either at Zarkov the victory, or uh, uh, this is like one of those um, what do you call it? Those tournaments, <laughs> the semi-final. The, the final will be Zarkov versus Ming. No, I don't think so. I think I think Flash will come through. I do. So, or, in, or indeed the 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 pilot of the. Uh, the Stratosled, who who made who's making a late uh, late run actually at the title, I feel. Kane Richmond, Kane, the Martian the captain. Mm. Yes. So, I have to level with you mm. that I am surprised to have enjoyed the first serial more than Trip to Mars now, ah. and I think it's just it does come back to the Forest Kingdom too many times, and yet it was the Forest Kingdom bits that I really enjoyed mm. when I was a kid. 
So maybe it's just what you enjoy well, as a kid and what I, you enjoy as an adult. Yeah, I think you've got to you you looked at it in a different way when you were a yeah. child. I think, and that's that's the thing. It was it was thrilling and exciting, and you yeah. we were not aware of the other version at that stage. I don't know. Did you, you say you actually hadn't seen the original when you watched Trip to Mars? I'm Mark, now thinking. Yeah, saw. I just saw glimpses of, glimpses mm. of it in these flashbacks, and then I thought, oh, that looks cool. And I think I did eventually watch it at some point, mm. maybe a year or two down the road. Mm. But um, this was my first exposure to Flash Gordon, and yeah, it, as you said, it was terrifically exciting, and it was mm. moving between the different locations. It felt epic in that sense, mm. and yet now it just. But it's it's surprising, really. How how many of the plots have have already been resolved by the time we get to this point of the story? Yes, it does feel to have reached a conclusion a little too early. This feels like padding, and I don't think going back to the Forest Kingdom so many times. Honestly, you can see why Barney Sarecki managed to cut corners in terms of costs, but mm. I can feel the money running out. Yes, <laughs> we've got end of end of season budget twin dilemma. Yes, yeah, it's a bit season fifteen of Doctor Who. You know. <laughs> We have to do everything against the CSO backdrop if it was around. Tinfoil aliens. Yes, exactly. Does that matter? No, it's fine. We'll carry on. So, so here we are. Um, here we are. I, but I'm saying that the the Clay Kingdom the plot has been resolved. Uh, yes. I, 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 I'm not even sure, but I get the impression that the we're not going to see the tree folk again. I may be wrong about that. But I'm quite um, happy about that because they're just so poorly drawn. Yeah, it's well, they basically turn up. Flash punches a few of them, climbs a tree, and they get back in a spaceship and fly away again. Every time. Um, would it, it would have been more interesting if they they had some sort of like religious. They have a religious belief in Kalu, and maybe mm. something about about Ming not respecting their religious, you know, uh, something like around that. Something you're about working on the screenplay to the new revised version of the new revised. But do you version. know what I mean? I just think that oh, the Clay people had something about them. And they didn't, other than they wore dresses and silly wigs. Also, we've lost anyway. Azora two episodes ago now, and it's kind we of... did, and I miss her. Yes, well, yes. especially those slingbacks. Yes, yes, slingbacks <laughs> and the silver dress. Although, obviously, um, Dale borrowed them. That's why she was sliding off that wing of that Stratosphere in her stolen slingbacks. She almost went for Burton. <laughs> so I'm not coming back for the next serial. She says. <laughs> yes. Right. We are. About to start chapter 15, an eye for an eye. We will count you in in five, four, three, two, one. Play! A play for the last time. Nothing's happening. For the very last time, Flash Gordon's trip to Mars is crossing our screens. Do you feel quite sad that it's going? No. Or do you feel it's run its course? (laughs) I think it's very much it's been been quite course. enough of it. <laughs> mm. Yes. Uh, okay. It's, it's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because, like I say, uh, you were thrilled when we started. Thrilled. Thrilled, thrilled. to be approaching Flash Gordon's trip to Arthur. All your fond sort of kiddiewink memories of it. And now it's kind of like, uh, oh, another one to get through. It's a bit, it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad. I think, to be fair, it's not just serial. It's hard to... Do a commentary on something where the same things are happening. That's the mm. issue. It's it's mm. just hard to keep that sort of momentum mm. going. And yeah. It's, well, we will it's... have exciting new titles when we come back for our next series. So Indeed. Something else to talk about. Anyway, the screen of doom. Yes, the space time visualizer. And chapter 15, an eye for an eye. 
From what I remember, we don't see pictures in the next one. After helping the clay people regain their normal bodies, Flash sets out to capture Ming. He wins the support of a Martian pilot who promises to help him carry out his plans. If he gets his own series. He never got a name. He didn't get a name, which is unfortunate. No. Meanwhile, at the palace, Ming the Merciless is having himself proclaimed Monarch of Mars. That's a weird Monarch sentence. of Mars! He's having himself proclaimed. Yes. Yes. Flash cleverly eludes the guards just in time to turn the Martians against Ming. That was almost the same picture twice. We don't yeah. get pictures in the next one. Next one, we get proper Star Wars trailing off text. Exactly, that's where it comes from, isn't it? Mm. It's from Conquest of the Universe. Yeah. Anyway, that's that, that strange underling slipping Ming his gun again. Well, the thing is, I think that Ming would have had a gun in his robes anyway. He would have had one. <laughs> no, he's just pleased to see us. <laughs> in those capacious arms of you his think? cloak. Yeah. I think Ming would never be without a weapon of some kind. He's probably Exactly, that's what I mean. He's probably tooled he's... up under that robe. Yeah, he doesn't got... need anyone to yeah. slip Knives him a gun. and spoons and all sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. And there's Baron doing his, oh, I can't possibly shoot you. No, no, I can't possibly shoot him. No, no, I couldn't do that. Because the serial would end an episode earlier. I don't yes. understand why nobody spotted the man slipping him the gun, because it was quite obvious. It's like the entire <laughs> room was, was looking at the throne. He really was. But there we go. Oh, Maybe they were all so spellbound by the flashback they just watched. Although yes, how, tell us more. Tell us more about how the um, Baron got the the images in their mind of himself in a space nappy, <laughs> and, they, and they're just so stunned. Yeah, stunned by the, that image of Baron that they, they, none of them could move. Even I do love the way they all run forward at that point. Oh, we didn't yeah. see Ming and Flash before, did we? No, this is it. We're now in the cubby hole. We're seeing it from another point of view, and he's broken the light. And also, we haven't heard the zap, which we heard last no. week. No. Naughty. And we don't hear the scream of Dale, either. They've changed. They've changed it. They've changed it again. But but someone's carting... Tarnak is carting old Ming away. Yes, you know? he is. That Wheeler Oakman, isn't it? That's right, Wheeler Oakman. Oh, is it? Did we ever do the Wheeler Oakman story? I don't think we did. No, I think we've run out of time. No. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we we get this looking after this man who's been hurt. And Why do we care guess, about him? And they cut back. Yes, there we go. We cut back to the man actually being helped, which is nice because usually they just <laughs> say something and you never see it again. That's really Prophes- bizarre that they bothered, though, isn't it? Yes. And now we can't see. No one can find the escape hatch in this tiny room, even though they came in through a different escape hatch. Remember, um, before when they actually came to hold up Ming's yeah. throne. True now, fact. Ming and Tarnak had a bit of a spat there. I feel the tables are starting to turn with me. So they come back into the... Babs and Carol want to hear the news. Babs, Carol, Babs, Carol. <laughs> well, they do some proper acting. Well, Carol is, I can't see Babs for all those feathers on Esmeralda. <laughs> They've got Esmeralda hats. <laughs> so we don't know where Happy is still. No, I'm a bit bothered. Well, Happy left with them and... Everyone's forgotten about him, basically. Oh, another man with a feather on his hat. Wow. The televisor. Yes, we are going to hand on a message with the televisor, and we're trying to get through to the, the Stratosled squad. This is the low-down televisor, as opposed to the one where you have to really stretch up to it. His feather isn't as big as the other man's feather. No. He's, he's obviously second in command. What was he doing with his hand, Dan? Something weird oh, happened. I think he was trying to tune the televisor. He was trying to get BBC Two, see what else was on. Probably. 
Oh, so they've got to get hold of the Nitron Squadron. Because they're about to bomb the clay country, even though the clay country is no longer the clay country. It's just having, the country. Having an election <laughs> on to what to call it. Yes. <laughs> we, we quite don't really want to call it Valley of Desolation anymore. Oh, Lightbridge. Lightbridge, drink. Lightbridge, oh, yeah. drink. Yes. And is that one of Zarkov's sex chairs from the previous series? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Space Invader sex chairs, possibly, yes. Like, they're everywhere now. Ah, no. Oh, here's Happy. Oh, was, was, he, was, he, was he just waiting? This guy's broody. With, oh. oh, what? Oh, hold on. Double He's feather baddie. Betrayed them. No. Oh. Oh, oh and he zapped a Who random person in the, the, co- Who was that he was random the cocktail person? waiter. There's no <laughs> drinks for anybody now. We were going to drink because of the light. They bridge, killed Barry, killed... the cocktail waiter. Oh, crikey. I mean, Barry, Barry's Barry... just there. His only job was to serve drinks. To yeah. the palace people, and they zapped him for no good reason, just because he was rude. There. Rude. Now, um, I don't know. Ming's playing with his chess pieces here, isn't he? He's just messing yes. around with his tubes, his tubes of yes. stuff. In his, uh, in his. Oh, that's a weird camera angle for the other guy to have to see Ming. What looking? <laughs> yes. it's all a bit sort of like meta, isn't it? It's like oh, it's going to oh, carry on endlessly that, in time. How could that? How could that be the angle he gets from his televisor? <laughs> I that, don't know. That's just weird. <laughs> you're messing Think with about your mind. What you're doing? I know you've got <laughs> no money left, but honestly, <laughs> oh. Flipping heck. Uh, I'm <laughs> that was the noise of the televisor was your moan then. It was... Uh... <laughs> anyway. At gunpoint. Oh, they're being take- carted away. Oh, Happy's being carted away. Oh, I liked how he tried... Oh, he oh, fell over there. He wasn't he meant to. Up. Well, that was just drawing attention to himself. Nobody's paid me any attention. I do think that Happy Happy made more of his scene there by doing a bit of a pratfall. Now, this is interesting. What is? I thought you destroyed lamp. He must have rebuilt it. He's rebuilt the nitron lamp that was totally destroyed in oh. just in an afternoon or a couple of minutes. He's Ming has managed to rebuild the nitron lamp. So we have proper nitron threat again now. But at least we know where he is. Oh, his his mission in life is to destroy the earth. I love how Babs and Carol are still trying to be interested, yes. even fifteen episodes in. Oh. God, look out the window. Well, I think I think Babs is, is actually a bit more proactive now. Carol's just looking bored. Carol's just thinking, can we, can we go to the beach now? Yeah, can we go to the beach? Uh, oh, hand acting. This is your proper Looney Tunes from Ming now, isn't it? He is. He's lost it. Now, I want you to think about this scene very carefully. Okay. The, the point of view that Ming has got of planet Earth being zapped by a beam... Where does he get this point of view from his telescope? This one. <laughs> this <laughs> one. Being hit this, all this stock footage of people yeah. falling and earthquakes and, and big raging for, and, and And this is all being seen through his telescope. He's got a clicker that changes the image each time. <laughs> well, and he's know. even getting sound effects from Earth. All through yeah. his normal little telescope. That's because it's not a normal telescope. It's a Martian telescope. But I have some belief. Uh, oh, bless. But he, he's reacting to what he's seen through it. His nitron lamp is even more parallel. Oh dear, oh dear. Tarnak. Tarnak. Poor Tarnak's not got good legs. I see. Tarnak has basically realised there is fruit loopness going on. 
Yes. Uh, and he's doing he's doing proper Fruit Loop acting. This is brilliant, actually, from uh, from Charlie. Yes. And uh, oh, and Tom Tom realized, edging yeah. away. Wheeler's this wheeling is, himself this away. This is a nice contrast to the former serial where the priest just egged mm. him on to the end, didn't he? The yeah. mad priest. And he's sneaking off. He's thinking, oh gosh, he's oh, a fruit loop. Quick. I've got to get away. Run away. I've got to get away because he's mad. He's mad. So I'm sure that's. I'm sure we've seen Flash enter around that pillar before. <laughs> and he ducks <laughs> and he doesn't have to because the gun didn't go off. But never mind. Is that Kane I Richmond feel, again? I, I'm not sure. I feel that I've. I've I think it is Kane Richmond. Although I feel I've seen this footage before. No, never mind. And this is the bit where they're running along the walls again and uh, that sort of outdoors corridor bit, which is between Studio B and Studio C at Universal. Yeah. (laughs) But has some very nice... Anyway, anyway, Happy actually got a line there. Finally... And uh, Zarkov's doing a bit more Doom acting. The thing is that Zarkov does come back for the next serial, so he's obviously not unhappy with his lot in this serial. Unlike unlike Gene Rogers, who's mm. like, I'm out of here. As soon as this episode's in the can, I'm not ever setting yeah. foot on a Flash Gordon set again. Mm. Yep, I've, I've taken my money, I'm having my frock, I'm off. Oh, so this is Tarnak. But Tarnak, tried to sneak off, has been nabbed. Nabbed by the Tarnaks. And... Oh, look, look, but trust me now, trust me, I honestly, I have no weapons on me, therefore you must trust me, even though I have a massive codpiece leaf. Yes, so Ming is mad with a lust to destroy. It was Ah. ever thus. Yes, but nobody noticed before. Again, sounds like some people we know. Exactly, and this sudden turnaround is like, oh, I thought he was a nice person before. Mm. Did you, Tarnak? He's not really expressed that sort of... No. How how could I not see through him before? Well, yes, the thing he seems like a nice person. Yeah. Oh, Ming's picked up his proper space rifle. What's he firing at and through? Uh, Flash, that pillar that Flash keeps hiding behind. Yeah, but he was never a, been convinced he's in a room a real before. Honestly, man is mad, I tell you," says Tarnak. Uh, that coffin door behind us looks familiar. I think that might turn up in elsewhere. But anyway, there we go. Oh, Happy runs to where Flash was and hides behind the pillar. And does oh. the... Oh, nah, nah, pulling face. stupid, stupid face thing. He's trying to justify his existence. I'm sure he that really door is, is the same door we just ran away from, although it's on a different wall, so maybe not. The perspectives are all And wrong. we get the face-off. We've got Ming with his rifle and Flash... With his small weapon, and they're facing off. Oh, he's just shot his table. Oh, and his little jars of stuff fell over. His cocktails have just fallen over. He won't be able to mix mix a new Martian special. You hear the tinkling music again. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. Ah, so there we go. He has him at gunpoint. This is basically Ming's victory. Now, meanwhile, Baron's in the spaceship. That was sudden. I didn't know that was happening. Oh, not the disintegrating room again, oh, yeah. honestly. Basically, he's got him at gunpoint, but he says, no, I'm going to give you the option of going in the disintegrator room or I shoot you here. Now, bravely, bravely, Flash says, no, it's quicker to be shot. But luckily, <laughs> Baron's bombs hit the nitron lamp and everything's fine. And the nitron lamp still looks like a, a swimming pool. 
and the evil emperor of the universe doesn't really suddenly look. He look. He's in his thrall. He's in his power. He's been held by Flash. And Tarnak. Tarnak has a gunpoint. But Ming hasn't quite twigged yet that Tarnak's turned. What does this mean? I'm, I don't understand. I'm stunned. Basically, Tarnak's going Shocked to take him into stunned. the disintegrator room. Oh. This, will this be the final end of Emperor Ming? Well, you think it would if he goes in the disintegrator room that we all know has got a big hole in the roof, if you remember. Oh, yes. Unless they fixed it. But we also know that they can't burn him with fire, can they? Because he's immune. But he's holding everybody at gunpoint. Now, I see Flash is actually trying to protect Ming here, which, again, <laughs> seems a little bit bizarre. It is. But, uh, but uh, and Tarnak might shove them all in the disintegrator room. If, but no, he's just, you know, he's just going to put Ming in the disintegrator room. So there we go. That was a bit unclear for a few minutes there. Yeah. Ah, so this is—is is this a room we've been in before? This is the disintegrator room. Oh, it's the same one then. Okay. Mm, whether it whether it's been redressed or you know they forgot, oh. it looks a bit different to the one because that the disintegrator room we remember had that big chair in the middle, if you recall. Oh yes. So maybe they've got they've got a whole load of disintegrator. Maybe that's how they get rid of their rubbish on uh, Mars. Oh, 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 he's oh, in, oh, oh no, he's in the actual light beams. It's in ah. So he's being properly... Now, Flash doesn't feel comfortable with this. He's, I don't think he's in favour of uh, execution without trial, to be honest. I think he's a moral, upstanding citizen, Flash. So he's uh, he's going to bash Tarnak, which is basically the story of his life. He's constantly getting bashed, Tarnak. Uh, no. No. No sign of Ming. Although I think he might What's have been happening? put in a shrink ray and he's tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny Ming is just running out the door now. <laughs> Mouse-sized Ming. Anyway, there we go. Because he so does survive, concre- as we, we know. think, we think he, they think he's disintegrated, though. Mm. So, bit of this is what I did in all that in that explaining that one scene while I was in the air, says Baron. Which didn't really make much sense. So no, good, thanks but basically, for the Nitron squad are saved, and Happy looks well happy, I suppose. So he's they're heading home. They're yes. all heading home. Oh, Happy's married. That's a shock. <laughs> what the wife's going to say when he gets what home. What the wife's going to say when I get home. <laughs> She's probably going to say, oh, God, you came back. <laughs> Why didn't you die in episode seven when that arrow got you in the back? <laughs> yes. My work here is done, says Flash, which is where that phrase comes from. Oh, gosh. My work here is done. Oh, so Prince Baron's going to rule the forest. But can't the forest people rule themselves? No, they've got no. to have this outsider ruling. They them. have to have an outsider from another planet because this is yeah. colonial world of hell. Ah, there we go. Here's your ladder, mate. Yes, Last time get your ladder. Planet, they, got given, they got given robes and stuff as they left. But no, now they just get a ladder. And it's now, the, 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 ladder. the big question is, will not only Dale's hair change between serials now, uh, but... My whole entire body... Yes. Leonard exactly. Sachs is waving him off. Bye-bye. Ah, farewell, says Richard Alexander. That's the last we see of Richard Alexander, of course. Oh, is it? We get a different Baron next time. So here's the Earth with sparkly Earth. lights around it. Oh, and a lovely oh. sun change. Lots of shots of the, the printing presses printing possibly familiar-looking front pages. Now, the headlines were terrible last time. Planet Explorers sighted. Hmm. Air voyage into the unknown crowned with success. I read that one as well. 
And a voice oh, over a massive crowd of people. Tanoi, Tanoi. Important things happened. Come and praise them. We haven't got television yet, so I'll stand outside. Hooray. Lots it's time for ticker tape. Ticker tape parade of glory. Great big aerial. Oh, gosh. Oh, they're already clamouring in the streets before they're home, though. Uh, proper star field there. That... Not quite yeah, it was nice. As we approach the Earth with no clouds. It's a very clear day on Earth. <laughs> Happy looks chuffed. I'm having the horrible feeling. Superman of century win world acclaim. No, that, not all I'm men. I'm actually beginning to think that Happy had the last line there. What was it? can't remember, but he, he said something <laughs> like... And of course he doesn't get... Oh, look picture. at these people sweeping across the screen. Yeah, ticker tape parade. Pictures but Happy, of... didn't, Happy didn't get a picture. No, but you it, get the three leads. And the end! The end! The end! And the spinning globe that we never see before, which makes wow, it a universal Wow, that was picture. the end. So there we well, go. Well, I'll be. We're done. It's all over. I, I, I think that wasn't too bad an end to the serial there. We had... Mm -hmm. They had the question, we had the nice turnaround of the henchman turning around on, on Ming. That was quite a nice turn of events. And it was probably action-packed. I feel we could yeah. have had a little bit more of the turn of Azura in that episode, but she's already been deaded, so... Yes. Forget her. Forget her. She's gone. Oh, gosh. Okay. But, um, yes. Happy was trying to secure more of a role for himself because he'd been forgotten for most of the serial, Basically. but, you know, yeah. He was supposed to do the funny lines, and there weren't any, so... But I think I remember being thrilled by that ticker tape parade and the, the our heroes' faces going past in the crowd. I thought that was really nice when I was a kid. And it's actually, it's not bad now. It's no. just, I, I thought the whole series, serial dragged a little more than the previous one. Mm. There was just too many, toing and froing across Mongo. Not Mongo, Mars. I think that I, I think we talked about this in an episode about the compacting yeah. of your memories, and I think that lots of the exciting things, the light bridge, the the underground tunnel, zappy car thing, yeah. and the clay people, uh, you feel that you remember those and they were exciting. I feel that they, in your memory, that's what makes it more exciting because you remember the really good bits, and you actually yeah. don't realise that this is a what three and a half hour story told quite languidly over yes, exactly episodes. I was surprised um, how many times that the clay people, mm. when they turned up, they didn't come out of the walls. Because my mm. belief would be, firmly, that every mm. time we saw them, they would come out of the walls. And they would have that clay people music. And they had, they had a lot of the clay people music, but they didn't they didn't have those scenes all the time. And I remember loving those. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Flash Gordon's trip to Mars is over. Yes. So uh, I suppose we should look forward. We should. To um, Flash Gordon's Robin Hood costume conquering the universe. Flash Gordon well. conquers the universe. Purple death, purple death, purple death, purple death, purple death, purple death, purple death. What's that? I don't understand. It's the opening episode is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. It, um, uh, yeah, We'll dwell on it then, but it's a very peculiar way of bumping people off. Let's put it that oh, way. Okay, well, I'll find out. I don't know about that. Now, I think as a teaser for you, a quick teaser. Oh, I see. Flash Gordon conquers the universe. So this is the one that's been on Talking Pictures recently, and mm. I think it's because it's out of rights. You know, you don't have to pay for it, which is why they've been able to show it. But it's commonly regarded to be the weakest of the three mm. serials, is it not? It's also had a very shiny new re-release courtesy of uh, Renowned Pictures. So ah, there we go. Cool. Nicely restored, so it's all yes. very beautiful. I it's uh, it's worth a look, although you have to sit through lots and lots of 
Saturday morning cinema crap to get to the first screen, but there we go. <laughs> Which is fine if you're just watching it in one sitting, but if you're putting it in on separate days, you have to sit through this old, old footage of Saturday morning cinema, or whatever it's called. And that can be a bit annoying. I think, I, I think my copy of it is an, a Space Soldiers one that I have. Yes. Yes. I also have that. I have now, have to, believe it or not, I now have two copies of Oh gosh, Flash Gordon conquers the universe. Well, we'll see whether that's a good thing as we continue with Space Soldiers, a Flash Gordon commentary podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. I have been Andy. And I've been Martin. You take care and bye-bye. Join us next time for another exciting episode of Space Soldiers, a Flash Gordon commentary podcast with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. Walking bombs, that's one of them. Gosh. Walking bombs and, like, say, rock people. Captain Kirk would be so proud. And lots of Lemmy Riemenstahl. Lots of things to look forward to, but, like you say, lots and lots of Robin Hood outfits. Yes. Strange it's... enough, it's supposed to be the weakest of the three, so... Yeah, we will find out. And lots of cast changes, too, so there'll be new people to talk about. Indeed. Um, and at some point, we really must talk about um, Frank Shannon, of course. Oh, the Frank Shannon story, no less. Mm. Well, that's something to prepare, yes. I'm wondering whether to keep the Clay People music for the next one. I think it gets used. How does it? Does it get used for those rock people? I believe so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sooty.